Yes, the dulcet tones of Smash Mouth. Walking on the sun on your FM dial. Might, DJ Josh Klassen has clutched up. I might stop doing this until the music changes. Just to go on you, you said that four episodes ago, man. You're in this for the long haul. It is episode seven of First and Now. He's Jamie Cartmel. I'm Matt Baker. The calendar has turned to April. We'll talk about April Fools a bit later on, but as we record this, it is, what, Wednesday morning? The it third? Is. Yeah. It's amazing when it starts to rain. One, it feels like spring is over. That's it. And two, people on the road just... Ugh. My 20-minute commute shouldn't take 40 minutes because <laughs> of a few millimeters of rain here. Come on. Well, I mean, that oh, that first rain does kind of make things a little slick. I'll tell you yeah, this. Yeah. I remember moving here. It was uh, back in uh, January of 2006. It was in the midst of 28 or 29 straight days of rain back in that. That's a little, you know, crazy. But I love it. I love the rain. I don't, I don't. Well, one bit of problem with any of the rain. As a guy like you who grew up on the prairies, you're used to minus 40, shoveling snow multiple times a day. This is much better, is it's it not? It's not minus 40 all the time. I mean... I never said it was. It's just... I don't know why people think that either. I'm not telling me to defend it. They have cold weather, yes, and then it warms up, and then it gets cold again, and then it warms up. I mean, I was in Calgary uh, over the Christmas break for a little bit. Uh, it was warmer in Calgary on... New Year's Eve and New Year's Day than it was in Edmonton a month and a half earlier for the Grey Cup. Right. Which just goes to show you that you can't control the weather by, you know, starting a season earlier and stuff like that. But, you know, it's it's it comes and goes. It's hit or miss. Like, we, we travel, speaking of Calgary, remember we traveled there for the Western Final in yeah. 2016. It was balmy out. Balmy. I didn't need a jacket until... I think it was warmer quarter. in that Western Final than it was when we were there this past season in what, October? Yeah. That wind? Anyway, a lot, uh, enough about weather, enough, enough weather talk, but yeah, yeah, it is frustrating when people just can't, it's, it is just water. And if, and especially when I, my route, if you don't want to go fast, that's no problem. Just get the hell out of the way and let people who choose right to lane. go a little faster, go faster. There's, yeah. there's, you don't have to be that left-hand lane cop. Just get out of the way or travel later or travel earlier or whatever it is you have to do, but, or take the bus, do everybody a favor and just buy a bus pass. Episode seven, lucky number seven. I used to have a bus pass. Those were those were good times. And you were talking in the last episode about having to oh. take three buses to see the Edmonton Oilers win their first. No, Stanley I, I Cup. took three buses back from my first job at the Auto Buff. I was right. I was recalling that I, I I forgot to mention it in that job. Probably the worst job ever. They didn't even they didn't give me any kind of not to expect a lot of staff orientation at the car wash, but <laughs> they like it was they didn't even tell me I could take lunch. So I would sneak off to the washroom and like hide in a stall and eat my lunch, not knowing that I was actually entitled to eat a lunch on a like a nine and a half hour shift. It was just it was awful. The people there weren't awful, but it was just it was just an awful place to be. You know, I had I was getting up at like six o'clock in the morning to be there for eight thirty. It was terrible. Was that your yeah. first job? That was my first job. I think I was fifteen. 14. Other other than this job, what was your best job? My best job, I don't know. I you know what? It's funny. I haven't had a ton of jobs really. I I you know I uh, probably working at City Hall in Edmonton. That was a right. great job. Great job. Great office. Overlooking the fountains of City Hall, and it is a nice you know, building that City yeah, Hall. Yeah, it's Edmonton. funky, and and um, 
yeah, it was a great job because I mean, I were I, I did a lot. I worked in the communications branch and did you know I did speech writing, wrote a lot of messages as well. Like when someone would say, on behalf of whatever, whatever, glad to be a part of this event and things like that. And you know, you got a stack of work that was due months down the road, and so you just kind of worked away at it. Didn't have to depend on anybody but yourself. That's the best job you can have is when you do not have to depend on other people for you to do your job. That's the best job to have. Work your own hours, yes. He is the director of reality, the director of communications, uh, the former director of speech writing at the city of Edmonton. My first job, and maybe this is a bit cliche, but you don't, there's not much cachet that comes with this because people by and large pump their own gas. I was a gas jockey for five, six years, starting at the age of 16, you know, running around and pumping gas, checking oil, Nordell Shell gas station. (laughs) Um, nice. that That's, was, uh, that was kind of a cool job to have back then, you know, being the gas jockey guy. I well, don't know what it is. Just something cool. There's about something it. about, you know what? I, I'm, I'm never down on people who have what other people would consider to be mundane jobs. Sometimes never like there's the guy, you know, I look longingly at the guy who cuts the grass out on the field there and think, Hmm, you know, you just, yeah. You get you look behind you. You see all the job that you, you everything that you're accomplishing is right behind you there. It, you you walk away knowing that you did something. Don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> don't have to put throw, up with throw some headphones in politics and, and yeah. You just get out there and do your thing. But there's some I you know people are people are good at different things. Yeah, I mean the first thing I got paid for was umpiring baseball games. I don't think that counts as my <laughs> first funny. job. Uh, umpiring pitching machine and. And I'm guessing that seven-year-old kids try to swing the bat. That was funny. And not unlike, you know, attending some of my kids' basketball games, the worst thing about youth sports is parents. Parents. Yeah. Yeah. Even even t-ball pitching machine. Their their kids are one two steps away from. I don't even applaud what my kid makes. The Toronto Blue Jays. I I just. It's not that I don't care. I care. I care that they learn and I care that they have fun. But nobody's interested in the results of these games except for these. These people who are trying to live their lives through their kids, they're, they're, they are the worst possible parents. They really are. And, and, and you see it riding refs and, oh, people who think they're experts about everything. I love the story that Neil McAvoy tells because he does a lot of work. I, Director of football operations yes, here at the I, BC Lions. Know, helping the volunteer with coaching lacrosse and things like yeah. that. And he, he just says, you know, anytime a parent starts chirping about anything, he just... Takes the whiffle, or the whiffle, the takes, the takes the whistle off his chest, hands him the whistle, and they immediately shut up, which is all you need to know. Unless you want to do it, zip your lips and support your kid. And then that's it. And then drive away and move on. Like, just, it's Very well not said. important. Very well said. And uh, I, I actually I take it back that our grass cutter friend, he has had to deal with people because he had to deal with us a couple times. You know, you know, Josh, you know this. When the weather gets nice and you want to interview the head coach or something, you yes. take him outside on the practice field. It smells great. There's birds chirping. It feels like football season. <laughs> and then, and then, excuse me, sir, do you mind just for about a minute and a half? Yeah. Then oh, the sky train goes by. Okay. Then he he figures yes. he's good to go. Oh, no, sir. And then. He's very understanding that way. And that's just a, another example about how here at the BC Lions, we are all striving toward the same goal. It's all about hoisting that silver chalice. That's right. And, working, and working in silence. <laughs> well, sometimes. You can hit us up on Twitter. He's at SweetJimmyC. I am at BakesTakes84. It is episode seven of First and Now. 
April Fool's Day. We survived it. That and other annoying days on the calendar in just a moment. Well, we survived April Fool's Day, Ugh. as if there was any doubt. Has the, is there any better example of the internet just absolutely ruining something? I, 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 I'm, I, and I don't want to be negative, but as I, uh, please do, as as Mrs. Sweet Jimmy C said, I was. She actually went back and listened <laughs> nice to a touch. couple of the podcasts, and and uh, first of all, she came upstairs and said. Uh, you left the front door open when I was home, so I kind of paid a price for that one. But no, I can't I, ask anybody. I, I hate things that are contrived. It's right. so contrived. I can't stand April Fool's Day. People who are, who are big into St. Patrick's Day, people who are big into New Year's Eve, and people who are big into Valentine. It's all the same people. It's just it's just contrived. Not even about the commercialism of that or the commercialism. It's not even that. It's just who cares. You know what I mean? To what end? To what end? Well, like you, uh, every day... I like day... having fun. I'm a fun person. You I'm are. a really fun person. Who cares about April Fool's I've Day? I've hung out with you on the road. You are yeah, fun. I'm big time fun. But like you, like your household, my household, or my condo, I guess, every day is Valentine's Day. I, I appreciate my lovely wife. It's like International every Women's day. day. I live with three <laughs> females. Trust me. In my house, every day is Women's <laughs> Day. But the thing with April Fool's Day, uh, speaking of your Edmonton Oilers, they, uh, they played a game in Vegas on Monday night. Uh, the Golden Knights just completely ran them out of the rink. That's another story for another day. But Gene Principe does a great job as host of the Oilers broadcast. Oh, yeah, I saw that little thing West. with the, the tape He on did this. something. Ugh. He was trying to say Alexander Ovechkin's goals were illegal because of the way he was taping... Yes. His stick, and even you know, my wife, who's a casual hockey fan, we're sitting there watching, eating dinner on Monday night, and she says that can't be true. I'm like, yeah, I think it's. After a few minutes, I'm like, I think this is an April Fool's joke, yeah. right? Stuff like that. And Gene's great and stuff. He is. It, just, it yeah. just seems like a. I always call it a long walk. That's a long walk for something you know for a punchline. You know, you, right? You know, there's not a lot of payoff there, but I don't know. It just it just feels like it's just so so contrived. I mean. I don't know. But it's April just... Fool's, I mean, our friends at the CFL do a great job, and they had something about the referees switching to polka dot jerseys. And Sure. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to be that guy who's down on other people who are doing something that, I mean, no one gets hurt. Right. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like I'm railing against April Fool's Day, but if you ask me what I think about it, it's just, nah, whatever. There was a good one, again, sort of pre-internet um, radio, some morning radio. Larry and Willie, I think, were at Sea Fox at the time, and Nat and Drew were on Z ninety five three. They actually switched stations. Oh, they actually pulled it off. They switched stations, and it made people think that either their radios were screwed up, sure. or literally there was a trade on FM radio. Stuff like that's good. Sure. You know, pre internet, it'll, it'll yeah. throw you for you put a little loop effort and... into it, and does kind of yeah screw some people up a little bit. But yeah, that's yeah sure that's fine. I mean, hey, if you enjoy it you know, whatever, fill your boots. I don't care. But it's just, you know, asking me if I'm coming in in costume for Halloween at the office. But you do. I'd rather be found dead in my own bathtub from drowning than, than wear a Halloween costume to work. Like, enough. By the way, did wow. something happen? Well, why? You're such a, you're such a Debbie Downer in terms of these. Like, come on, man. Live a little. New Year's what Eve happened? Why are you PTSD? so down on St. Patty's Day? New Year's I get, Eve. I get New Year's Eve, but come on. I just, I think... For for things like 
St. Patrick's Day or Valentine's Day or New Year. It's like people are dictating to you, oh, this date has come up. You must do this. I don't think they are though. They I are. I think it's just more they're 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 celebrating and you know having a. I don't think I don't think they're dictating. Did you get something for Steph for Valentine's Day? I did. Why? I just got her a card with some flowers. Yeah. Why? You just oh, you guys just went to Parksville for wife. a great weekend. Why? Is and it, it was outstanding. Oh, no, happy wife, I, happy life. I don't do anything on February 14th. And you know what? I don't want anything on February 14th either. If you have to be told So that if that's your wife day, gave you chocolates or something, you wouldn't eat them. I'm not going to say I wouldn't eat them, but I just I don't like celebrating things that other people tell me to celebrate. I just have a problem with the man, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, like okay, New Year's Eve, okay, it's the start of a new year. I kind of get that one, but you know, to be told, well, this is the this is why don't we celebrate every other saint? Why only St. Patrick? There's, there's a, there's a, isn't there a Saint Saint Michael's Day or something? Saint, there's got to yeah. be Saint Michael, patron saint well, of I don't think beat it's... up kids. Yeah, okay, we yeah. celebrate that day. Everyone takes, a, yeah, a little left hook at a small kid. No, I don't like being told what to do. Okay, <laughs> that's what it comes down. to. So if your to. wife got you a present, you're telling me you you'd take present. it back? Come on, present. I'm not even gonna get into it. Ah. No, I, I mean, I, I, I just, again, I'm not trying to defend my position. If you want to go and do that, you want to be told when to celebrate things, you want to be told it's important, ha- have, have, a, have a ball. I, the most fun I've ever had, and I've had a lot of fun, the most fun I've ever had has been organic, has been unplanned. It's that when someone says, hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's just... Let's just go downtown and see what happens. There is something to be said, and yeah, it, about it, about it, the most fun happening when you're not, yeah. You don't plant, it's like someone who once said, hey, take this and make it viral. You know, unless it's an actual <laughs> virus, you're not making something viral. It just happens, right? It's just, you've got to be open to having a good time and going to do something. But I always feel like when someone says, oh, it's New Year's Eve, we have to go to this. I, I've had the biggest laughs of my life for things that or the, you know, the best times of my life for things that were really weren't maybe a dinner party where you've invited people over on a Friday night and you're you know having people over and okay, you're entertaining and you have a lot of laughs that night. That can happen. But that's still kind of organic. Or then they end up staying until three in the morning and you know that kind of thing. But to be told you have to go to the pub on the seventeenth of March and drink food coloring in your beer because <laughs> that's what everybody's doing. No thanks. But hey, I enjoy. think you're I think you're reaching a bit there. Bunch but I will sheep. say the worst is is when you do have a good time, you, you, you go to a fun party and you you host a party and then you try to recreate it. That's right. That's that's yeah, that's when it gets to be Now you're making my a point. See, you're on board. Do yourself do your marriage a favor, stop celebrating Valentine's Day. You'll thank me later. Yeah, closing the book on April Fools. I remember um, Sports Page, great local highlight, sports highlight show that we watched growing up here, 11 o'clock. A lot of the greats came through there. Barry McDonald, Don Taylor, uh, Dan Murphy, Shane Foxman, the late, great Paul Carson. That was kind of his baby. I was a big Don Taylor fan, still a big Don Taylor fan. Used to watch his highlights on TV all the time, stayed up late. Sorry, Mum, if you're listening. But they did an April Fool's Day gag where... 
Don Taylor had let, was going to leave Sports Page and move to Red Deer to become a curling broadcaster. And the okay. guy was just crushed. I was like 12, 13. Years. <laughs> what? Don Taylor's leaving? That can't be true. And of course, it wasn't true. But Thank you God. mentioned St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve. You a big New Year's Eve guy? No. I used to be. No. I mean, I, I used I, to go shell out money for a ticket to a nightclub. It would include some free champagne. You'd get a little shot glass full of champagne, warm champagne. I, I, yeah, I think I maybe got talked into doing that a couple of times. I mean, hanging out with friends, like being at a gathering, like a house party for New Year's Eve, sure. But I mean, that's going, the way to do it. That and the people with the fireworks, whether here for the Halloween or for New Year's, like, and again. I don't please do not take this as being negative. I just I just don't get it spending because that stuff's not cheap. Like I wish I had that Never kind mind, of expendable can... income that I could say hey, you know what let's blow two or three hundred dollars on some fireworks. <laughs> just, you know, I don't get it, but you know if yeah, that's your thing. I gro- guess growing up, a couple of buddies of mine were big into the firecrackers, and it was like yeah, like the one it's dangerous. Like remember they 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 would show us videos in class about people losing fingers and. This Other is the only place body I don't parts. Know, I don't know of any other place in Canada where there's the, the big firecracker thing over Halloween. Do I've that. heard that too. Yeah, I came here with a friend, and we were staying with his sister. We did sort of a sports weekend here back in like the whatever mid or late nineties, right? And I I said to my friend's sister, I was like, "What is with like what's going on?" I thought it was gunfire at first because and she goes, "Oh, they it's firecrackers. It's for Halloween." Yeah, and I said, "Well, why?" Wonder why that is? Yeah, she didn't, she didn't, no idea, no yeah. idea. Nobody knows why. It's just I don't know. Okay, but you know, sometimes you need to just stop doing stuff. It's a waste of time. St. Patrick's Day is fun though. You know, everyone <sighs> pretends they're Irish. They wear green, and it's you know what? It's it's good for. There, you can't be negative here. It, it, it's good for togetherness. People come together. They're happy. They drink green beer. I, I love St. Patrick's Day. You take all the time that you dedicate. <laughs> Here we go. supposedly having fun and put into something that matters you know it's it's like some of these people who are protesting this or protesting that take a fraction of that time and help out at the food bank yeah, do like, something pro, you know well how do you know they don't do that I guess you're right maybe they don't <laughs> I try I'm, come on Jamie come on, <laughs> come on Jamie March 17th that's good <laughs> oh yes well we survived April Fool's Day uh, as if there was as if there was any doubt, but yeah, every year it's just like yeah, this the internet it's it's ruined that. I don't know. Yeah, and and no one you can't yeah no one believes you. You should just you should just do it at another time and then just ah we're just kidding and then people oh that's so irresponsible. But for this one day, you know you can be as irresponsible as you want, making people cry. There's people videos of people who are like telling people other kids that they're they're. Their dog died and stuff like that, and putting it up on the internet. Oh, April Fool! The kid has no clue. The kid's bawling their eyes out that their their pet is now dead. Well, that's that's taking it to an extra level of. Is it though? Yeah. Is it though, Matt? It's just April Fools. It's just fun. You get the fake pregnancy Whatever. announcements, and that's yeah, yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to each their own. Um, it is episode seven. Feel free to drop us a line. We're on the podcast is on Twitter now, Jamie at first and now. Yeah. I noticed growing that. followers by the day. Yeah. We should leave us what, a review. I was thinking what we should do is we, when we talk about things on, on the podcast is we should use the Twitter feed to like tweet pictures of things that we're referencing on the podcast where maybe you have a picture of yourself working at 
the Nordell shell and you could post that picture. Or <laughs> Filed I could, away in the I archives. I could continue to update people on deck flip, which is now into its later stages. All the boards have been flipped, refastened down to the deck. I'll be uh, sanding and uh, finishing those boards soon. So I know people are interested in that. Maybe they can weigh in with some stain <laughs> options and uh, things so in, like that. So you're telling me in no time we'll all be out at the, the estate out there sipping cocktails on the... On no, the newly refurbished I deck. I don't come have, on. I don't have people I work with at my at my house. Oh, it's, you have. Well, just not me. If, if they have to pick something up, yes, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, if they have to <laughs> pick up a package or something out there, <laughs> to but, borrow something, then I'm happy to let them come out and to the driveway, and then on your way. But I do like I do like what you're thinking though, in terms of yeah, posting pictures and and yeah, you it's can use it, yeah, to and reminisce it? a little. First and now one st, not the letter, not the word first. F i r s t. It's one st, and now I believe it is. Yes. Yeah. First. Yeah. Sorry. Always have to clarify the spelling and the grammar, all that. Very big pillars uh, when it comes to first and now. We sort of kicked around in episode six some of our favorite times for sports, favorite sports months of the year, and yes, we'll talk a little sports coming up, episode seven. Okay. First and now, episode seven. Jarius Jackson wore number seven. Yes, did he not? So in honor in honor of Jarius Jackson, we're going to continue on. Talk sports. We're going to do Stanley Cup predictions next week. Uh, final segment will feature a little March Madness talk. The AAF has called it quits. Lots to discuss there. A lot of hot takes going on surrounding that. But we not only watch sports, despite what you might think about us, we're... we're we like to think we're two well-rounded individuals. Uh, Jamie, you're on the treadmill there every morning, dripping with sweat, highest level sprints. What are you <laughs> watching right. on the treadmill these days? Yeah, I set I set that to the to the yeah the top uphill climb that you can go and the fastest speed you can. I do that for about an hour, <laughs> then I'll cool off. That's by, it. Yeah, I'll cool off by doing it backwards as well. Just gonna work. You gotta work a calf. You don't want to show any of the players up, too, right? Well, that's why I go in so early. I've been, I've been asked to go in early. You know, so I'm usually here by 5:30 or so, immediately on the treadmill, so I can have cleared out well in advance for any players working out. Just to, you know, don't want to. You don't want to step on any toes yeah, down there. Don't right? want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bit of controversy down there too. They they turn the treadmills around from facing into the middle of the weight room and the television that's mounted to the wall to now facing just basically a blank wall and a mirror. So enjoy that, everybody. Why is on that? The treadmill. I don't know. It's a safety thing, according to the, according to the. Uh, the strength and conditioning person downstairs. That you're, I don't know. I, I guess I, I forgot there was probably half a dozen deaths due to people being trapped between the treadmill and the wall <laughs> in past years. But yeah, so it doesn't affect me because I've got the old iPad. All the safety hazards in this building, and that is that is the measures they take. Well, there's well not safety hazards. When you're sprinting, facing the wall, yeah. What have you been watching these days? A lot what of good I, stuff out there. Watching a few things. I, do, you know, I wrapped up some. I've been doing deep dives into like World War II history and stuff. So I was watching World War II in color, and then I started watching Oliver Stone's take on U.S. history and stuff, which is very interesting. And then you know, I I saw a few ads for it, so I started watching. Um, that series Hannah, which is on Amazon, uh, Amazon yeah. Prime with Joel Kinnaman. Actually, yeah, and that Joel Kinnaman guy, and and the co-star in that with him is the same lady that was in The Killing, which is actually a really good series 
which is, was filmed here in Vancouver, which was really good, actually. Set um, in Seattle, filmed here, was it not? Yes. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, but anyway, yeah, it's, cool. it's this Hannah series is pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, they're, they, they the episodes are an hour long, so you know you set the treadmill for an hour. Kills time. Cover up the the clock. I recommend if you want some uh, treadmill tips, cover the clock so you don't get looking at that and just watch something that will uh, sort of take your mind off the time and away you go. Yeah, Joel Kinnaman. He he was in House of Cards as well. He yes, was, uh, Frank Underwood's opponent in the yes his Republican. Uh, I think he also opponent. did. I think he also did the RoboCop remake. Wasn't too into seeing the RoboCop remake, but... I think he was in that. He's done lots of stuff. Yeah, that, that thing too, or that, like, I don't know. I, I watched it a few a few episodes of it where he was like Carbonite or Carbon this or something. I think the book was supposed to be better, but... Okay. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Amazon, I, I took your advice. I got I to gotta get on the horse for season three of both these series, actually. The Man in the High Castle. You mentioned the war... Uh, for those who aren't familiar, we highly recommend this one. It's a little slow at times, but it's interesting. Yeah. Good CGI. It's it's an alternative yeah. view of so basically Germany and Japan of one World War Two, and the United States is being occupied by the Nazis and the Japanese. Yes. So it's kind of cool to see them make New York look like the Reich and yeah. San Francisco look like um, Japan. Japan. Yeah. And it's, yeah, some of that alternative history, some good yeah. acting, good writing. Uh, Goliath, and I'm very thrilled to see that they've renewed Goliath for season three. Yeah, Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton. Yeah, yes. I turned you on to that one. That's really good. Basically yeah. plays a, a drunk, washed-up lawyer who goes after his old firm in the first season. Yeah. And I see that the next season is going to involve um, Dennis Quaid as one oh, of the really? antagonists. He's so, good. He's great. Yeah, that's that's really well done. Billy Bob is very, very good. And on uh, Netflix, yeah, he is. And he, he's typical Billy Bob. He's great in this one. And I think I told you on Netflix, I've kind of been on a European Scandinavian detective binge lately. I, I watched The Bridge that was a, yeah. took place in Sweden and Denmark. And, and there's this one called Deadwind that features a a female Finnish detective investigating a murder. It's all subtitles, but that kind of makes it fun too. Yeah, so. it's fine. It's fine because there's some people in, in this office who it's someone canceled their Netflix. And that was one of the things that they were all upset against is like they're just filling it in with a bunch of European series right. <laughs> that are all four years old. And so they've canceled. And, and then someone like Neil, when you talk about, he doesn't matter what he's watching. Neil McAvoy. He yeah. always has the closed captioning on. <laughs> Yeah. You know, he, I said, why Why do you constantly feel the need to read while you're watching? Because I don't want to miss anything. And I have to admit, I've I've kind of come around on this. There's been a few shows where what I'll, what I'll watch it, and I'll watch it with the closed caption. And one of them is Veep, because you don't want to miss all, like, that show is just, it's yeah. arguably the best show on television. It's so funny, and you don't want to miss stuff. But I've rewound Veep more times than I think any just to catch all the, the all the all the shots going back and forth that's a great series but uh, I watched The Dirt last weekend which I thought was pretty good I mean Motley, Motley Crue. Crue bit of a soft spot for me because I mean that's sort of my you know that's sort of my wheelhouse that's for, your uh, big yeah, time yeah. 80s you know heavy metal bands and stuff like that so you know it was an interesting take I mean I don't think you realize some of the tragedy in those in those individuals lives and I mean it, just it's amazing argue that four of them are still alive to be quite honest yeah you know and just some of the stuff that you know vince neal went through losing a daughter and 
you know, the, the rise of Nikki six and, you know, Tommy Lee seems like the guy who really is the only guy that came from any kind of a steady background in terms of his, uh, parents and stuff like that. And I didn't realize, I mean, I knew that Mick Mars was older than the rest, but he was born in 1951. That's like about six or seven years older. And in May, I think I read that. Because right? I always do, you know, like a lot of Wikipedia while I'm watching stuff. Sure. He's, he'll be 68 in May. 68, Mick Mars. Yeah. Crazy. Like, I, you know, it's kind of rivaling some of the stones, but. Uh, Looking forward to watching that. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. I mean, it, it was well done. I never did see, and I'm a huge Queen fan. I never did see Bohemian Rhapsody, but I just heard that it just, I don't want to get. It's a good get, film. Yeah, but I, I think it's it's a good film because you like the music. Yeah. And I think if you take the music out of it, it sounds like it was like well, a... Well, it definitely is a Hollywood version. I mean, you Well, know, it was made it, by the band. So but, when it's, you, know, you know, you see, you, see, you see some things come out in terms of, you know, that wasn't true, that wasn't right. true, that's going to happen. So sure. people who know the history might kind of look down on it I think that often, way. Yeah, oftentimes they'll take like three or four different people and make them into one person... So that the stories they tell, while the stories are, they right. don't, you know what I mean? Like, you know. Like the movie makes it seem like Freddie kind of just stumbled upon them recording at a club and basically he, they fired their singer and basically he joined the band that night. Right. That obviously didn't go down. That's just an yeah. example. It's it didn't a version go down of, like that. yeah. Uh, very quickly, um, as a guy who does lots of writing and some of the, a lot of the social media posts for BC Lions, um, our great digital manager, Alex Ruiz has challenged me over the, over the years. Yeah. She's challenged me to not use exclamation points so much because they're yes. kind of, so I came across this uh, series on Netflix explained yes. basically each episode is about 18, 20 minutes long going in, explaining certain phenomenons like music. This one, they do one on music and how your brain reacts to music and how, you know, music has helped people sort of heal from serious brain injuries and stuff like that. Yep. You know, there's one on political correctness, tattoos, and I couldn't resist watching the one on exclamation points. Yes. Basically, it interviews a bunch of copy editors. A couple of them say, oh, no, the exclamation point is, it's too strong. It's too... But on the other side, another guy says, oh, when you text someone, you say, if someone texts you to go out, you want to go out tonight, and you just say, yeah, without any exclamation... On the flip side of that, that seems a little underwhelming. So I, knowing what I know about how people overuse exclamation points, this was a very interesting There you go. They should have one on watch. commas. Ugh. You know my big thing with the comma after and. It just drives yeah. me nuts. I, I see it. It, it, it almost but makes But is it grammatically wrong, though? It's, and it's not – but I, I, I hear you. It, it's not needed. I think it's called it, the Oxford comma. It's, it's one just, of those – It's just redundant. It's you just, can go either way. I yeah. think people just put, you know, commas into a, like a salt shaker and then they write something and then they just shake all the commas onto what they've written and turn that in. But I, no, I, I just get out of that. Makes get out it of harder to read. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's like, and, and then I keep going. Like it just, it just <laughs> seems weird. Like the comma is supposed to give you a little bit, you know, it's a pause and a bit of a breath and it, you know, separates a list. If you're separating a list, you don't need a comma and an and. This is great pod. I can, I, I have to admit, but it's great. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. Can't disagree. So there you go. Um, look forward to further. We'll, we'll devote more segments to. And what you, what are you watching? Hit us up. You have a recommendation for us? Again, we're at first and now on Twitter. That's uh, the number one st, not the word first. 
I'm at BakesTakes84. He is at SweetJimmyC. And we'll talk March Madness. A little AAF is no longer. All that and more coming up. Episode 7, First and Down. The director of reality and sometimes having no fun, Jamie Kurtmel, everybody. <laughs> I have a lot of fun. Well, speaking of fun, uh, we're going to do Stanley Cup predictions next week. I know you're all going to be running to download to hear our insight on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes. But we spoke earlier. The Oilers are officially eliminated 12 times in 13 years. No playoffs. Oh. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks will be golfing early for a fourth consecutive spring Um, But it is fun times with the Final Four this weekend. haven't talked much about that. And hockey coming to an end. Uh, We talk about spring and weather. As far as sports goes, a lot happening right now. Yeah, yeah. New leagues. (laughs) New leagues leagues popping up. New leagues folding. Alliance of American Football. What's your thoughts on that? Well, unlike... You know, I think there's a local writer who tweeted that I'm sure that <laughs> yes. CFL headquarters are dan. No, that kind of Schadenfreude, where you're Freud, when you start to you know you celebrate other people's misery. Right. I, I think part of me thinks, my God, all the stuff they bought, all the helmets and all the jerseys and all the logistics, and I, I think, wow, like it just all flushed. Like it's just, and all the people that are working, people who have. Roles like you and I. It's not just players and coaches. There's People's a lot of families people. are affected. Sure. There's yeah. guys who left jobs to go and coach there and stuff. So nobody takes any kind of joy in other people's, you know, you know, in that kind of misery. And for you know, that's a typical Vancouver media negativity type thing where you know You're right. Sure. Was there a lot of GMs busy on the phone, maybe, you know, making changes to the neg list or talking to some agents to make yeah, that's not that's because that's their job to do that. It's no different than you know, when the Ottawa Red Blacks pulled the plug and we got some good players from that, namely Corey, Corey Banks, Banks yeah. you know, but we weren't celebrating the demise of that team. Right. And one team also didn't cause the demise of an entire league either. But I guess like I was saying, when they first started up, the, the one thing about the AAF or even the XFL for that matter, to me, it's like intramural football. And by that, I mean, there's no owners. They're, you're not really competing against anything. Like when we signed Mike... In February, we were competing with the team he was previously on and other teams that were really interested in him. You were lining up to sign him. Yeah. Right. We're competing with those other teams. When you have one central ownership figure, which turned out to be a guy who also owns a hockey team, like what do you what are the teams competing with? They're not competing with each other. You're just basically sort of you know, you're just these teams and that are being placed in these markets that I guess they represent your city, but isn't that part of the competition between teams in, in leagues like the NHL and the CFL and the NFL that you're not just trying to win games. You're, you're in competition with other cities. I don't know what the competition was between, I don't know, name two of the cities. San Antonio and Orlando. The Orlando Apollos. That was a cool name. It's like, you're just, you're like outposts of this central company that has players. It just, I don't know. I just, I just never... And it'll be the same thing with the XFL. Plus, they're going into cities that already have NFL teams and playing in NFL cities. So I don't know why. I don't know. I, I just, a couple I, of NFL I, venues, at least, with Seattle, uh, CenturyLink, and, and I think obviously Tampa Bay. One of the big downfalls for the AAF, as I said, is they weren't gonna, they couldn't get the NFL PA on board with with having players who had signed futures contracts or guys who were like late round draft picks or maybe be, be on their practice roster and stuff. And I know there's a lot of 
you know, lawyering that goes on with, you know, the insurance and everything else. But if I'm a guy that has signed a futures contract, um, in, you know, after the, after the Super Bowl has been done, or even the teams that were out of the playoffs and signing futures contracts back in December or January, whatever it was, why are you going to go and play in a league for eight weeks and risk injury when you've for an opportunity in air quotes, you've already got that opportunity. You've got a futures contract, which means you're going to go to an OT. You're going to go to the workouts that are starting in mid April for some teams. You're going to go to that OTA. You're going to hopefully make it to training camp. That is your shot. If you've signed a futures contract, you don't need the double AF because you're already, right. you're getting that opportunity. You're getting a, this you're is, getting a crack at it. And yeah. there's a ton of guys in that league that we already cut. So here's a little message. If you had any interest in the double AF, if you like the guys we've cut, you might like the guys we actually keep. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that it kind of went sideways. I don't celebrate it, but it doesn't surprise me at all. I don't think it just really should surprise anybody. People say, well, that first game, there was so much interest. No, there wasn't. There was a lot of curiosity. There was curio- yeah. There there was was a, don't, don't confuse the words curiosity and interest. There was a tremendous amount of curiosity. If there was a tremendous amount of interest, they would have had way bigger crowds and way bigger television audiences. So I laughed. No. Yeah, no, I laughed at one of the tweets mentioned that that opening weekend of games outdrew whatever marquee primetime NBA game was, you know, as right. if that was going to be... <laughs> a weekly occurrence and yeah no you're you're right you know getting back to your original point it's it's what you say all the time low-hanging fruit to you know throw in a reference about oh the cfl must be relieved now well this league's been around for over a hundred years and you know another again not not ripping on it by all means but another experimental football league if you want to say is has not even finished out its its season. Uh, no, the, the CFL will be fine. And, you know, acknowledging that, yeah, I mean, Ed Hervey, GMs across the league, you know, maybe lost out on a couple of players they wanted to, to bring yeah. to camp for AAF deals. I mean, yeah, guys are American. They want to stay in the States. Sure. If they view it as a quicker stepping stone back onto an NFL roster, yeah. by all means, so, so be it. But Speaking of Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, who kind of had to come in like a white knight and, right. and rescue it after a couple of weeks. Once that happened, you really sort of got the sense that maybe, maybe something's not right here. And turns out maybe a nice little tax write-off for him. Well, that that and it sounds like the, the app that they were developing for for gambling purposes was something he really had his eye on. And that's why I think from what I've read, that's why they haven't folded the league because you cannot fold something like that and then just strip it of its assets. Right. That's why they've suspended operations rather than actually folding it. But I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to be, don't, don't hold me to that. That's just what I've read. But, um, Sounds like there might have been some some other things kind of happening with that, but yeah, after that first week, they supposedly, you know, nobody got paid, or they, you know, they said that the the system was down or was being, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, whatever. I mean, I think it was Odell things- Willis, one of our friend Odell Willis here with the BC Lions was was tweeting early on that some guys he was texting with down there said that like they didn't have cold tubs and they didn't have proper amenities. Well, what, what wasn't it? The or... team in Florida had to practice in Georgia. Yes, because that, they that was didn't have too. the insurance. I, again, you know, there's certain <laughs> certain broadcasters from from certain networks would be uh, pretty, uh, you know, pretty oh, I... critical of a league like that and would call it bush league and things like that. But they're too busy talking about twelve thousand people at a Blue Jays game. I guess Not even twelve thousand, ten thousand. 
Canada. Yeah, the, the last place Blue Jays. Yes, very happy to see they dropped. Again, I'm not happy about I'm not, see that's again that's Schadenfreude to be happy in other people's misery. Just don't forget where it was, what it gets to, what it goes back. It's all to. cyclical. It's all cyclical. Yeah, I, I mean, I was pulling for the Blue Jays to win the World Series in '93 too. Absolutely, I wasn't cheering for them to be to 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 be bad in, in the years following that. Right. But when it's shoved down your throat that this is the team again, this goes back to our previous conversation about you should be celebrating Valentine's Day, you should be celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Same thing. Why am I constantly told that the Toronto Blue Jays, or for that matter, the Toronto Raptors, are my team? Could care it's less here, about the gotta, Blue Jays. Yeah, there's there's this mindset that you have to, Jamie. You gotta you gotta prove you're patriotic. You gotta wave the Canadian. It's flag. not like the players are Canadian. The same thing with the Canadian. We talk about the playoffs next week. Well, what team are you gonna cheer for? Well, you gotta cheer for the Canadian teams. No, I don't. No. We at, we, what was it last week we looked at? Who's got the most Canadian? Louis the St. Louis Blues. Have so if you're a Canadians. true Canadian, your team in the NHL playoffs should be the St. Louis Blues because they're they've got they're the most representative of Canada. It's always. Yeah, it's always break. funny how that argument goes, eh? Like, I mean, we're, geez, eight years now since uh, the Canucks went on their run to the final against Boston. The rest of Canada hated the Canucks, wanted nothing to do with Vancouver. And then, you know, yeah. where where was the Canadian argument then? I, yeah. I still don't get that. I mean, yeah, sure, that Canucks team maybe had a couple of characters, Alex Burroughs, Ryan sure. Kessler, maybe... Maybe not super likable guys. Uh, Roberto Luongo, for as great as he was in a Canuck uniform, you know, a little cocky at times, maybe. Sure. Maybe they didn't like players trying to bite that, the digits off of other people's hands. <laughs> uh, come on, what would you do if a guy stuck a dirty glove in your mouth? Would you just let it sit there? Or... The first time? or Yeah. <laughs> you know, back on White Mud Trail back in the day, if you got into a scuffle with a guy, what would you do? Come on, you're telling I'm, me you wouldn't big, do something? I was never a big fighter. But if I had to, I probably, you know, I wouldn't want to see where it went. Let's put it that way. Got a lot of rage in me. When you have kids, you'll know. Yes, uh, the clock is ticking on that, definitely. But yeah, next week uh, we'll be fully into it. We've talked uh, a lot of sports. And that's the beauty. If you're, if you're just downloading this for the first time, if you're new to this podcast, yes, there will be a lot of BC Lions talk as, uh, as we record this, I think, 46 days out until training camp. Wow. We will be talking lots of football. Have lots of great guests planned, but we've kind of uh, left no stone unturned. You know, we've talked about jobs and we've talked about bucket list items. We've talked about other sports like the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll give our predictions next week. Is your bracket busted, by the way? Like Again, mind. you know what? Okay. Look. Oh, here we here we go. No, oh, it's sorry. that time of year where we f- people force me to fill out a bracket. Here we go. This was chopped. Get it off your chest. This was chopped in the last thing because Josh took our 45-minute uh, um, we went a little podcast long. last yeah. week and chopped it down to you know 13 minutes and 42 seconds, which is fine. I've left artistic control to people smarter than me. Um, <laughs> my brother and I, we used to follow the tournament religiously back in the early or sort of mid 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 80s kind of thing, where my brother would draw up all the. Uh, have to so, do it by hand, by hand then, on yeah. graph paper and stuff, and like you'd be watching games on tape delay from the pit, you know, in uh, in New Mexico and things like that. I had to phone the Edmonton Journal to, to get scores from the previous night because they weren't in the paper, and you know, just to fill out our brackets and stuff. I mean, we knew brackets to predict winners. We did we did brackets to sort of track it all, but just uh, for fun, yeah, just for fun, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, again, I'm not down on, on, on if you want to have brackets, it's, but to me, part of me thinks it's just, 
it's a lot of wasted time. It's a lot of energy get gets. If you, and I I'm, guess if there, I guess I look for balance. If people would balance, oh my bracket this and my bracket that, and the TVs have to be on in the like, we should. I, I'm sorry, I hate to be old man cartmill, but just old man yells at just, cloud. Just find a little bit of balance in what you do in your life, and and just just. Like put steer that energy towards getting something done that actually matters. It's great to have fun. I'm I love it. I'm not down on the on the whole idea of brackets, but it's just sometimes for me, it's it's just the it's just sort of the uh, people just sort of fixate on these things for such a short period of time. This lead that's led to another conversation that we had about the Olympics. Remember that? You know, the Winter Olympics roll around. Everyone's up in arms why our luge team doesn't you know is yeah. on the podium, and then two minutes after the Olympics over, you couldn't even. Nobody knows anything about it because they don't care. Don't pretend to care about things that you really don't care about. I guess it was. I guess it was Rio 2016. Yeah, the last Summer Olympics. Leading up to that, remember there was some IOC corruption and all my all all the people on Facebook and Twitter. I was watching. Oh, I don't have the Olympic spirit this year. Oh, I don't have. Yeah, no, the IOC. You know, it's corrupt. And then of course, uh, Penny Alexiak, I think the swimmer, won all those medals in the first week. And then it all went from, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, go Penny, go Penny, go Canada, go Canada. It's like, well, I think I even put something out. I even put something out on Twitter. So yeah, just just last week, I hate to be like this, but last week a lot of you didn't have the Olympic spirit anymore. And now now there's a swimmer who you didn't know about two days ago who right. you, you don't watch swimming when it's not the Summer Olympics. And yeah, I guess the ability to yeah. wave the Canadian flag sort of wins out so to speak but i'm with you i do brackets not because i think i'm an expert not because you know i want to win money i just do it you know okay it's fun all right you pick the odd 10 seed to knock off a seven and and you see how it goes i mean so we got auburn and virginia saturday followed by texas tech and michigan state i suppose magic johnson will be In the crowd watching as yep. Spartans take on Texas a big win. Tech. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I don't follow it on TV. I watch the games. I, I love basketball. It's probably my second favorite sport after football, of course. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, Virginia, after losing to a 16 seed last year and going all the way to the Final Four. Nice bounce back, yeah. Uh, clearly, since they were the first team to ever lose to a 16 seed, they're also the first team to go from losing to a 16 seed in the first round to going to a Final Four. So to, you sort of going this fans, far, but, yeah. Uh, and coach with a great name, Tony Bennett. How can you get away from Tony that? Tony so Bennett, yes. They will, they will be my, um, I guess they'll get my pick. I'll the Virginia Cavaliers, I believe. Yes, the lone one seed left. And so, yeah, we'll we'll break that down. Our next recording will take place after a champion has been crowned. So yes. look forward to breaking that down with you. And episode eight next week will also feature a little Stanley Cup playoff predictions. Just for fun. Sounds good to me. I'm down. You're fired up today. I, you're, you're, you know, you were down on your performance. You, you bounce. Speak. You're, you're the Virginia of podcasting. <laughs> That's right. You bounce back in a big time. I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. Well, you got, as I say, you got the chops. I just follow your lead. I just sit here with a blank look on <laughs> my face, and you just tell me what to talk about. I'm like one of those dolls. You just pull the string and. Just <laughs> 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 That's me. There's a good another reason to get this podcast on Facebook Live. Get yeah. the visuals of Jamie Cartmill acting like a puppet. Thanks. Uh, please leave us a review. Find us on iTunes. Yep. Tell a friend. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Subscribe. And we tossed around doing some some prizing for people who tweet specifically about the podcast. Maybe uh, a little prior, a little bit you know prior to the season, we can maybe think about doing something like that. Maybe we can 
have somebody come up to the media box for a game or do something on the sidelines pre-game or something, but maybe we can talk about some prizing and, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the podcast and maybe we can do something like that. We can work something. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> we do have the capabilities. Yes. Very excited for football. This has been episode seven, first and now. He's Jamie Cartmel. I'm Matt Baker, but we will talk next week. See you, Maddie.